Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Well, hello, folks, and welcome back to the Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike, and I am flying solo today. I usually have Dylan Godino, the editor-in-chief of LaughSpin.com, with me, uh, and we do the Reader's Digest version of LaughSpin.com uh, in podcast form for your audio ears. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. He's not joining us this week, which is fine, which is fine. He's He's done a couple by himself when I couldn't make it and now it's my turn my turn to bring you the news that was in the world of comedy this week and uh oh boy is there some good stuff going down so uh yeah let's get into it let's get into the comedy news comedy news dave Chappelle, the flight of the concords are headlining a traveling comedy festival that's coming out this summer the Oddball Comedy and Curiosity Festival that happens uh, 13 cities between August 23rd and September 22nd. Other comedians scheduled to appear. Uh, comedian Al Madrigal, Dimitri Martin, Hannibal Burris, Jim Jeffries, John Mulaney, just a few to name. Uh, it's going to be produced by Funny or Die, and Funny or Die actually put out a, 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 a amusing little trailer for it uh, in the spirit of Monster Trucks. The Monster Truck Show, which is interesting because I just I just worked at Monster Truck Show not too long ago. And uh, boy, if one thing goes good with comedy, it's Monster Trucks because Jesus Christ, those people are freaking ridiculous. Tickets go on sale this Friday, June 21st. Tour kicks off on August 23rd in Austin. Travels to Houston, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Tinley Park, Illinois, what? I don't know. Detroit, Camden, New Jersey, Holmdale, New Jersey, Mansfield, Massachusetts, Denver, Irvine, California, Mountain View, California, and then Phoenix. Uh, so they're they're going all over the place, hitting some hitting some pretty big cities. Hopefully, somewhere near you. Grab your tickets Friday, June twenty first. Good to see Dave Chappelle back in the mix. Can't wait to check that out. It's definitely uh, on my list of things to do if I can. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, this just kind of came out recently, as I think this happened uh, yesterday as I record this. Russell Brand was on The Morning Joe on uh, MSNBC, and he totally just ripped them apart. Uh, and ripped them apart in a very kind of subtle way, which was which was pretty good. Um, if you are a fan of or, or have perused any of the 24-hour news networks, you've realized quite quickly that there is no such thing as news anymore. It is simply infotainment. These snobby little talking heads that come in there and they try to get people that are somewhat attractive or have some kind of you know weirdness about them, kooky chemistry that they think works. Uh, and apparently it does because you know a lot of these things get some pretty decent ratings, I guess, for uh, you know 24-hour news networks. And they kind of have this air about them that just makes them uh, just repugnant. Russell Brandt was on the show promoting the Messiah Complex, which is his uh, tour coming out. They, they really just did not get into any kind of reasoning for why he was there. It was really just kind of a, oh, look, this guy has a funny accent and he dresses kind of weird. And they never really got to anything uh, of any kind of, of, of substance. 
and Russell kind of called him out on it. So uh, let's play a little audio from that so you can hear what I'm talking about. Thing, well, it? thank you for it's your like casual objectification. It's an experience. I'm glad it's that it is positive for it's you. It's very positive, absolutely. Any, more, any other questions? <laughs> yeah, You've become nervous. Why are you nervous? Really? No, I'm You're a powerful woman. You've oh, got a lovely yes. job. What seems to be the trouble? I don't know. You've got hair like Princess Diana. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I never when she was alive. No, she being Here's a little subtext. Yes. I'm petrified of her. And you have her on her heels. She's just moved down the other I absolutely love this. Keep Keep, Willie, keep what's the, okay. what seems to be the trouble, love? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, well, now we're going to do a bit of therapy. I'm would good. you do therapy with Willie Brandt? With who? Willie Brandt. Would you do therapy with him? Um, no. I don't think. That's where he's heading. Okay. I'm all right. Yeah. You shouldn't say he when a person is present. You should refer to the person by the name. That's basic good manners. That is where Willie is yeah. heading. Who is Willie? I don't know. Okay, Russell Brandt. Is this what you all do for a living? Yes. Okay, yes. but I'm, I'm here to... professional. Okay, well, let me help you. I'm here to promote... <laughs> A tour called Messiah Complex. It's here okay. for the people of America. I want the people of America to come and see me do stand-up. Go to russellbrand.tv where you can uh, purchase tickets to see me. These people, I'm sure, are typically very, very good at their job. Was it you? You're conveying news to the people of America. Yes. People of America, you're, we're going to be okay. Everything's all right. These are your trusted anchors. Is that a news link? Here's your papers. I'll shuffle them for you. Shuffle. Yeah. Give us that. That's good. Pen. You need a pen. Okay. Uh, coming up later. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to be uh, talking about the uh, the talk, uh, situation with Edward Snowden. This whistleblower, is it good what he's done for America or, or are our secrets being jeopardised by his intentions? We're going to be talking about that. Also, Bradley Manning. Do, is Bradley Manning an American hero or is he compromising the safety of American troops? We care about your views here on Morning Joe. We'll be talking about those later. Here with me are Brian and Kat. Brian, nice time. What do you think about uh, Edward Snowden? What do you think about the, the situation with Snowden? Do we? Uh, have you got anything to hide? Should we be concerned about he, the revelations that are occurring? I don't know what's wrong with you. I understand everything he's no, saying. because you're looking at him. When you don't no. see him and you don't see the lips. I understand the whole thing. Stop he's saying good. he. I'm Russell. present. Russell. 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 What's wrong with you're your manners? Russell. You're good. Be polite. I'm coming in tomorrow with a big necklace and I'm opening Look it up. beyond no, the superficial. That's no. the problem with current affairs. You, you forget about what's important. You allow the agenda to be decided by superficial information. What am I saying? What am I talking about? Don't think about what I'm wearing. These things are redundant. I'm superficial. Okay. Don't be distracted. What do you think that gesture means, the way you're touching that bowl? What does that indicate? <laughs> what is that? What's the subtext of that? I think we got to go to break. You need to lose that ring, Mika, because it don't mean nothing to you. <laughs> She's grasping I, for the shaft. She's a shaft grasper. <laughs> Russell, that was free, Russell. but it was worth the money. We'll, that was we'll great. buy tickets. That was Absolutely. great. We don't need to see the tour. That's I got fabulous. it now. Oh, the, the <laughs> Russell Messiah Brand. Complex. Thank you. The tour Messiah Complex. Don't be nervous. Starts in August in Abu Dhabi. So there you go. Russell Brand just kind of giving it to him straight on uh, Morning Joe. And they, of course, they completely missed the point. Uh, you know, listening to that, it's just hilarious because they're trying to take it all and oh he's being funny he's being a comic but he's he's actually pointing out something very astute to the so-called journalists in that they don't get to the substance of what he's actually there for they're not reporting anything they, they simply note how he's dressed or how he looks and going into a very superficial way of of quote reporting the news which is it becomes editorialized when it's it should not be it should not be opinionated it should not be 
leaning one way or the other. And I mean, that's just my opinion. I, you know, maybe I'm reading too far into it and Russell was just having a, a bit of fun with everyone. But to be honest with you, to me, this is just kind of a microcosm. I can't stand these 24-hour news networks to begin with. I think half the reason why a lot of these, a lot of things that happen are glorified and, and, and continue happening, these horrible tragedies, is because uh, of the, the press that it gets and the absolutely abhorrent lengths and ways that these, again, quote, journalists go to bring the shock value with no recourse for any of their actions or any of their bastardization of our of our news that's out there. I'm getting too political. I'm getting too uh, too preachy. So I'm going to move on. I apologize if it's a little too much for you. I I'm I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on to uh, another dipstick, and uh, that would be Mr. Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon apologizes yet again for comments that he's been saying about community in the season that he wasn't there. And I mean, here, here, okay, here we go. So if you don't know, Dan Harmon, the, the fifth season of community is slated to start with Dan Harmon back at the helm. But, um, he had a bit of fun on Tumblr on his, a Tumblr account, I guess, uh, or his podcast or something, some outlet where, uh, he basically said, that he could not stand season four. And I'm sorry, it was on his podcast, his Harmontown podcast, which I, I don't even want to plug, but I just did. So whatever. And here's what he said about season four of Community, which obviously, if you don't know, he was let go of after season three and and season four went on without him. And here is something that he said about uh, season four of Community. It's very much like an impression, an un unflattering one. It's just 13 episodes of, oh, I'm Dan Harmon, stupid laugh, die hard, stupid laugh. I feel like I'm going back to work tomorrow, and I just feel like, do I talk like that? And then he also threw this comment about how, because uh, one of the storylines was about Joel McHale's character, Jeff Winger, fine, uh, you know, talking with his father, and we finally meet Jeff Winger's father. And apparently Dan Harmon wanted Jeff Winger's father to be Bill Murray. And then he goes on to say, I just always thought Jeff Winger's dad would be Bill Murray, but there's something awesome about having all of those preconceived notions ripped away from you. It's exciting. There's something exciting about being held down and watching your family get raped on a beach. It's liberating. It makes you focus on what's important. <sighs> okay. So he equated a, a writing decision to watching his entire family apparently his entire family not just one person but his entire family getting raped on a beach which is an odd setting to have a family being raped i just you know figure it would be somewhere a little less pleasant <laughs> than a beach i don't i don't know but dan Harmon saying these things and then of course he went on his tumblr like a day later i guess people were up in arms about it or whatever and apologized for that and then apologized again for it and apologized about the season four and the people that worked on it and the fans that watched it and, and all that shit Look, we've talked about this before on the show. I'm a community fan. I enjoy the show. I wouldn't have really known much difference between season three and season four had not Dan Harmon made such a big stink about it. I don't think I w it would have been noticeable. The difference between season four and season five, am I going to see a big difference? I don't know. I, I honestly don't fucking care. I just want the show to be good. And if it's not, here's the, here's the thing that I don't think Dan Harmon realizes. With all of this shit that he's doing 
in the offseason, let's say, all the shit that he's doing in the offseason, if this season five that he's now back at, if this season five is terrible or below expectations, below expectations of the of the universe and the Twitterverse and the internet and all the all the, the diehard fans, if it's below expectations where it becomes thought of as a terrible season and the show gets canceled and never to return ever again, he only has himself to blame because all of this shit that he's doing in the offseason is ruining, ruining the show's reputation. And I think turning a lot of people off of the show who were once on because of its quality, not because of what goes on behind the scenes. Nobody really gives a shit, Dan. Just saying. Nobody really gives a shit. And that goes for anything that I'm saying, too. So, people in glass houses there, Dan. But I'm going to say the exact same thing. Nobody really gives a shit about what I'm saying. I'm talking to myself right now. Did you not realize that? I realized it just now. Hmm, weird. Yeah. Dan Harmon, stop. Just stop and concentrate on putting out a good season of community. A good product. Because then, that will speak for itself. And you won't have to worry about all of the shit that came before in this season four. Okay? All right. Very good. This is some news that I'm very excited about. Tenacious D not only hints at an animated series, but they announced the musical Comedy Fest, which is going to include Zach Galifianakis, Sarah Silverman, and much, much more. Jack Black hinted that they may soon, Tenacious D may soon start work on an online animated series centered around the band Tenacious D. He wouldn't give any details out, but uh, but he did say that arch rivals who shall remain nameless are listening so they can do the same thing slightly better. Hmm. What does that mean exactly? It's very, 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 very subtle, but there possibly could be some kind of animated series in the works. But more importantly, we've been waiting for this for, I think, years. I think now it is the golden age of musical comedians. They used to be a one-off. They used to be a novelty thing. But, damn it, nowadays, there are some pretty good ones out there, and Tenacious D has gotten them together, and it looks like this is happening, folks. Yes, pre-sale for Festival Supreme starts June 12th, which, guess what? That's already passed, guys. So get out there. Get your tickets for this, because here's who's going to be there. Tim and Eric, Hannibal Burris, Mr. Show, The Mighty Boosh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, Garfunkel and Oates, Sarah Silverman, Zach Galifianakis, Adam Sandler, The Gregory Brothers, who you may know from all the uh, auto-tune the news YouTube videos, Tig Notaro, Dimitri Martin, Reggie Watts, I mean, Craig Robinson, Jesus. And, and they, they said way back when that they did invite Flight of the Concords and Spinal Tap to uh, be part of this unbelievable festival called Festival Supreme. And it's going to go down October 19th at the Santa Monica Pier. And it's just going to be the pier may collapse because I think everybody should go out and see this and check out probably some of the funniest musical comedians out there. Uh, a name not on this list that I, I think should be because I know he's trying to make a comeback or at least touring again. Stephen Lynch. Stephen Lynch is on is not on this list. I don't know if that's uh, if if he's, you know, possibly if there's going to be if there's going to be a. Uh, uh, Stephen Lynch in on the uh, on the ticket, but geez, you got enough there to really really write home about. So 
check it out. Go online. Get your tickets if you're in the Santa Monica area. If not, I don't know. Get a ticket. Get a plane ticket, man. Get out there because this is just awesome. Eric Idle is going to be here, too. Eric Idle, Monty Python fame. Come on, guys. I mean, that's that, that alone should want you to get out there. Just beautiful. We got some more audio for you, and this is this is awesome. Lewis Black. This is the time of year where everybody uh, graduates from high school, college, and everything. And and this is also the time of year we get to see those commencement speeches by famous people that go around the internet. And some are really great, and some are really inspiring, and some are hysterical, and some are you know meh, whatever. They think they're awesome, but they're they're not. And Lewis Black delivered quite an inspiring and, and funny speech to 1,200 graduating students at the University of California, San Diego's Thurgood Marshall College. It was a 15-minute speech. I'm only going to give you a part of it. This is uh, quite an, a perfect way to sum up exactly what these college students are in for. So here you go. Take a listen. <laughs> I want you to remember that you are now entering a world that's filled to the brim with idiots. I use another word for that, but it's considered by many idiots to be too colorful and inappropriate in such an austere occasion. Since there are so many idiots out there, you actually may start to think you're crazy. You are not. They are idiots. You will find yourself interviewing for a job with an idiot who is in charge. Remember to just smile and be polite and pretend that you're listening, like when your parents rattle on about something that they know nothing about and that you have no interest in. Just got it out. You may know they are full of it, but don't ever tell them that. And whatever you do, don't tell the idiot that they're an idiot. There may come a day when you may need that idiot. Idiots may be idiots, but they do have a memory. This is no doubt obvious to most of you, but I sure wish someone told me. And while we're on the subject of job interviews, I'm just passing this on because it's true. Don't look at your phone when it buzzes or plays something by Jay-Z while you're being interviewed. When you go into an interview, turn your phone off, jackass! Hit it right on the head. There are a lot of fucking morons out there, and most likely one of them is going to be your boss or somebody that you have to report directly to. And unfortunately, you can't let them know that they're an idiot. If, the best thing that you can do is just hold on, power through, and hopefully one day you'll be that idiot in charge. Right, idiot? How many times? I, I'm not calling you an idiot. Not you, the guy next to you. That guy's an idiot. All right? Okay, good. Um, all righty. Two rape subjects in one podcast. How about it? It's a new record for us, I think. Pat Oswalt, he writes on rape jokes, heckling, and joke stealing. What? What are you talking about? Well, on Patton's site, he, uh, he, you know, he, he throws a little, some blog posts up now and again, and he wrote a pretty lengthy one recently that had a lot of people talking, and the topics at hand were joke-stealing, hecklers, and then rape jokes, which has, you know, kind of been a topic. We've, we've talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago with Jim Norton was talking about it, and, and it's, it's kind of been a, a hot-button issue recently, which is kind of odd. I, I, I don't know, I guess. 
anytime any actual subject matter that comedians seem to harp on becomes fuel for the masses, nothing good ever comes of that. The only thing that ever comes of that is that whatever subject they're talking about, comedians don't want to talk about anymore because it's no longer funny. It's no longer funny because not because they, they ruined it, but because no comedian likes explaining a punchline. <laughs> no comedian that ever in the history of of joke telling when somebody doesn't get a joke, whether they don't understand what the the meaning of the punchline or they don't understand why what you're saying is funny. No comedian ever likes to step back, step out of character and try to explain to that person why such and such a joke is funny. That never it never is good. So anytime the masses are asking, wait, why is this? Why is this subject matter funny? Exactly. Comedians are just, you know what? Never mind. I'm not I'm not even going to talk about that anymore because I, I just don't I don't want to deal with you. It's more annoyance than anything. So he talked a little bit about that and uh, and kind of exactly the same opinion that I just I just spoke about and then he talks about joke stealing and heckling and about how joke stealing is very prevalent everywhere because kind of everybody steals jokes you know everybody he's quoted as saying you know musicians play other musician songs they do covers and like that sort of thing or he knows five different comedians that do jokes about you know different jokes about airplanes is that all stealing he says it's not the thievery it's the goddamn theorizing that makes it, it, it a, and he starts it with a quote from from Stephen King which says develop a little self-righteousness a lot of that is an ugly thing god knows but a little spread over all your scruples is an absolute necessity it's basically stating that with as much as comedians enjoy other comedians or just comedy in general, sometimes you can't help but osmotically absorb some of these some of these jokes or concepts of jokes. And if they come out sounding like you're directly stealing from them, I used to be one of these guys that would always point fingers and say, that guy's a joke stealer. I don't like him, blah, blah, blah. You know, whoever it may have been. Get, I get the understanding. You know, I do get... Patton's point though in that sometimes you say things like sometimes I'll say things and just because I reference movies all the time or or TV shows or whatever some sometimes I'll actually have a poignant thought or a funny thought <laughs> that's my own that I thought of there and people will actually turn to me and go what's that from and and <laughs> that to me is hilarious because I, you know, I, I guess I guess my reputation precedes myself precedes myself that I'm not uh, I'm not I guess I'm not that original <laughs> to the point where, you know, sometimes it just, it just everything just seems, sounds like some came from somebody else. And I think that's what Patton's trying to say is that, you know, not that there's everything's already been done. It's just everybody there, there's so many people, and especially nowadays, there's so many outlets for you to absorb so much comedy and so much, uh, so many different comedians that you could, you could say a subject or 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 harp on a subject that you don't even realize is exactly the way somebody else thought of it, or a point of view that exactly the way that somebody else presented it, and you could be accused of stealing jokes. So it's it's just I, I think he's really he's really trying to say is just relax. Relax a little bit, guys. It, it it's okay. It's it's getting a little bit out of hand. The other thing that he talks about too, which is we've we've talked about on this show numerous times about heckling and hecklers in general who are just 
anybody who is a heckler or shouts out at a comedy show should be shot immediately. I, I'd never understood the concept of heckling during a live comedy show. And Oswald puts it best when he says, hecklers prevent a show from being a fucking show. It's just, it's perfect. It doesn't help. Whatever you're doing, you're not helping. You're not, you're not prepared to perform that night the way that that person on stage that you paid to see has prepared. Leave them alone. Let them do their thing. And if you get the fucking golden opportunity to have a audience with that person after the show, then you can spew your thoughts. And then you can see if you have anything to say. Because I guarantee you, you do not, sir or madam. Shut up. You're not impressing anybody, including the people that came with you. You're an idiot. Stop it. Don't talk during the show sit there laugh or don't laugh don't comment don't say any words just listen because that's what a comedy show is all about that's what you're supposed to do as an audience member that's what your contract states when you buy that ticket shut up shut up and listen i'm sorry i didn't mean to yell at you all right i've been going through some things all right. It's not you. It's not you. It's me. All right. Everything's fine. Everything's good. You want to go? You want to go somewhere? You want to go see a movie? All right. We'll go after this. Let me just get this last point out and then we're good. Okay. All right. If you haven't seen it already, Comedy Central just launched a stand-up comedy video app that features more than 700 comedians that you can get on your computer, on your interwebs, right now, exclusively on iTunes. It's a free app. It's called simply CC Stand Up. You can uh, search for your comedians, more than 700 by name, and it allows the app to make connections and and, uh, recommendations based on the comedians and joke topics that you previously viewed. I mean, this is like Pandora for comedians and it's very cool concept very cool that it's out there go on itunes grab it because not only will you get to listen to some of your favorite comedians but you'll probably be introduced to some some great up-and-comers that have uh the types of humor that you enjoy so there you go there's there's your little plug there for for comedy central and for itunes all right before i get out of here and i've i've talked enough I want to play a little bit for you. This is uh, with all of the news going on in the news about the NSA, you know, watching us through the windows of our bedrooms and seeing everything that we do online and on our phones. Uh, Trevor Moore, that you may know from the whitest kids you know, has a little bit of a message on how you can thwart the NSA. Hi, I'm Trevor Moore. Due to the recent revelations that in order to fight terrorism, the NSA has been using a secret court order to spy on every single Verizon and AT&T customer, Americans have become outraged and concerned about their rights to privacy. But along with that concern comes a feeling of hopelessness. I mean, what can we do? Vote in new leaders? Well, the problem is that during an election, each candidate pretends to not be an asshole. Then when they get the job, they reveal that they've actually been a complete asshole this entire time. Just look at these people they're going to let us pick from in 2016. You think that they're not going to be giant assholes? No, elections are of no use. The only way to fight back against our country's excessive wiretapping and data mining is to make it irrelevant. That's why we're launching Operation Everyone Talk Like a Terrorist all the time. 
If we all openly discuss terrorist plots in each of our phone conversations, then eavesdropping on those phone conversations becomes pointless. It's simple. We just need to work it into our daily vernacular. For example, instead of saying, I love you, you could describe a terror attack. The larger the scale, the more you love the person. Hi, Mom. I just got out of school. Can you pick me up? I'll be there in 15 minutes. I'm going to use a truck bomb to blow up the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm yelling anthrax to Pierce to Morgan. Or nonsense about God's will being great could mean affirmative, while horseshit about multiculturalism could mean negative. Hey man, they have a 7.30 show, and do you think you can make it in time? God is merciful and his love is unchanging. Did you already get me a ticket? Anti-racist is really just code for anti-white. Did you want me to? Those that don't live by God's law deserve death, since I'm kind of tight on time. All right, I'm going to set off the pipe bomb at Disneyland. Flying a Cessna into the Sears Tower. And those are just a few examples. You can make up your own, have fun with it. But it's time for us to stand up and protect our rights because those assholes aren't going to. I'm gonna set off a nuke at the MTV Movie Awards. There you go. Trevor Moore with uh, A Simple Solution, How to Fight Back Against the NSA, spying on you at every turn. Okay, I've petered out. I'm done. All right, guys, uh, listen... If you have been listening to us on uh, on iTunes, thank you very much. Uh, SoundCloud, especially too, go right on there. Comment. Do do you know you can you can comment on the actual wave file as you're listening to it. It's a really cool feature, and you also get to tell us right at the distinct moment when and how and why I am the biggest asshole you have ever heard. Right there, it's perfect. It's like oh that. That what you just said, you're a fucking dick. Signed an anonymous name that we have no idea where you're at, what you're actually, you know, talking about. And uh, yeah, okay, whatever. All right. But yeah, SoundCloud is the place to go. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, everything. Laughspin is always there. And uh, also, of course, laughspin.com. And of course, allthingscomedy.com. I cannot stress that enough, folks. Allthingscomedy.com. For as much as the Comedy Central app is to finding new stand-up comics. All things the comedy.com is the place to go to find brand new comedian podcasts. You'll find out all kinds of great stuff from some great comedians and some great podcasts that they are producing. So please check that out. Also, last plug, I swear, and then I'm out of here. Mastersofnone.com. Masters of None is the other podcast that I do, along with a couple of friends of mine. And we talk about all kinds of stuff, pop culture, movies. We have special guests. We have a lot of uh, celebrities on. We just have a blast. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I've seen some of, the, some of you guys come over already and, lis- and listen to the show. I really appreciate it. It's really, really awesome. It, we don't make any money on this stuff. I mean, nobody does in the podcast game, and it's just very cool to to see that you know we're actually entertaining because we just we just love doing it. We just love doing it. It's just a fun time. So, mastersofnone.com. Have to give the big plug to that. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Last Spin podcast. Dylan will be back next week along with me. Thankfully, you know you can thank your lucky stars. It's not just me anymore. Very good. And we will see you next week. Last Spin podcast. See ya.